Liberty Hawks fans, wherever you may be. Welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Hey, Seahawk fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alfstead, sitting down with co-host Keith Myers here to talk playoffs. Seahawks versus 49ers. Third time is a charm, we hope. Uh, Wild card weekend. Keith, welcome in, man. Yeah, um, big game this weekend. Playoffs are here. Um, you know, losing, you're done. And the offseason begins. And it's a really tall order. Uh, for Seattle, they have to go on the road down to Santa Clara um, to take on the team, the, the hottest team in the NFL. They've won 10 straight. Um, statistically, they might be the best team or they are the best team in the NFC. Um, one of the top four uh, in the league and it with the 49ers. And even with a rookie third string quarterback, the offense is just continuing to roll. In fact, I think it's better um, with Brock Purdy than it was. Um, under Garoppolo and it was better under Garoppolo than it was under Trey Lance. So uh, you put it all together and um, this is a tough team to play against. You know, it all had to come together for Brock Purdy. Now I like Brock Purdy's good quarterback, obviously Mr. Irrelevant in the draft drafted last in the 2022 draft by uh, these 49ers. Um, Wasn't expected to play all year. Trey Lance was going to be the guy. If not, it was going to be Garoppolo. Both quarterbacks got hurt. This kid comes in. Uh, and does nothing but just play outstanding. But he's got a lot of help around him. He's got a great roster, probably one of the best and de- most developed rosters mm-hmm. in the NFL. Uh, and, and they made that trade for Christian McCaffrey. That turned out really well for them. He's been playing excellent this year, and especially down the stretch. And he George stayed Kittle, healthy. That's the big thing. He stayed healthy. healthy. Yeah. And the roster itself, you know, stayed stayed healthy. Debo Samuel as well. Uh, the... Um, I was going to say George Kittle has five touchdowns in the last three games. Uh, anytime you've got a weapon like George Kittle, it's going to make a, a, a you know a quarterback look great. Not taking anything away, however, from Brock Purdy, he's just played really great. Um, it's interesting. You'd mentioned the best team in, in football, at least in the NFC. Um, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles have the best record record technically, number one seed. But yeah, I mean the Forty ers have won their last 10 games yeah. um would they start like three and something they were, or? They were three and they were three and four as they worked through the the trey lance um you know situation and then and the trey lance offense and then you know he gets hurt they had they bring in garoppolo and they had to kind of redo the offense with garoppolo because he's a completely different type of quarterback and let's face it he hadn't been there for uh, most of training camp because they didn't want him around the team, creating a quarterback comp- controversy and all that. He wasn't practicing much. Um, and then so they, it took a little bit for him to get it going. And once he did, though, the offense took off. The team started doing well. He gets hurt. Brock Purdy comes in and the offense gets better. Um, and yeah, they just they have they've been hitting on all c- cylinders. Ten straight wins coming yeah. out of this game. And, and their defense is just the best. I mean, their point differential is 100, plus 173. They've got a plus 13 uh, turnover ratio. 
49ers offense, you know, by by itself ranks fifth in total yards, eighth in rushing, sixth in scoring, but their defense is is stellar. Um, ranks first in, in a lot of different categories, uh, is allowing 16.3 points per game, uh, 318 yards per game. Uh, run defense allows 3.4 yards per carry and 77.7 yards per game. Those 49ers are- allowed half as many uh, rushing yards on the season than Seattle did. Yeah, Seattle half. ranks 26th in total yards, tw- yep. 30th in rushing yards allowed, 25th in scoring. It's uh, it, it's it's amazing. San Francisco's defense ranks first in total yards, second in rushing yards allowed, and first in scoring. I mean, they're just completely polar opposite. Um, and when you have that, you know, as as good as they've been on offense and as great as they've been on defense, you win a lot of games, and they have. So, yeah. So okay, so we faced them twice this year, lost both games, lost the games in the trenches. I think for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know the first game, Geno Smith just wasn't ready for that game. We didn't play well. We didn't score any offensive points in that game. Yeah. Uh, second game, they got first week. Yeah, the fir- the first game was also in week two. Yeah, and um, I think that when you look at at the Seattle team and what they've done, you know, developing their defense and and figuring out the scheme and everything, and uh, they're a different and better team than they were in week two. But they also played in week fifteen, and that's not that long ago. And this is essentially the same Seattle team and the same. San Francisco team that was there during uh, week 15 because even Brock Purdy was playing at that point. And again, they dominated Seattle up front. They, they won in the trenches, offense and defensive line. And I mean, that's the difference in the game. They went up 21 to six. Um, that was the score heading into the fourth quarter. Brock Purdy was 17 to 26 for 217 yards, two touchdowns, and a 117 passer rating. Um, you know, in the first quarter, they started strong. Purdy went nine for nine right out of the gate, 73 yeah. yards. Um, you know, both Christian McCaffrey and, and Kittle played significant roles um, right right up front. So it's just, a, you know, this is a, a nice team. It's a seasoned team. It's well coached. Kyle Shanahan, if you like him or hate him or whatever, he's a good coach. Gets them ready to play. They're, you know, they made their second trip to the NFC Championship um, in, in three seasons. Um, and look to get back there again. DeMar, uh, D'Amico Ryans is a great defensive coordinator, puts everyone in a position to be successful, especially their linebackers. He was originally a linebackers coach. Mm-hmm. Um, He's got just some a, good linebackers a, to work with. Yeah, they certainly do. And, um, you know, with Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner, um, those two guys, have, they, they have the speed on mm-hmm. on defense their safeties are are quick they come up and hit you um their tackles are are great at stopping the run they've got a decent um um back end as well it's probably their weakest spot mm-hmm. on their defense if they were going to get beat at all it'd be over the top i think san francisco's allowing um I wrote this down i just want to make sure i get it here yeah, the 20th ranked pass defense, um, susceptible to the big play. They've got six plays over 50 yards against them this season, tied with Green Bay for the most in the NFL. And what that what that tells you and, and what that shows is that the weakest link on this entire roster is cornerback. 
And um, if you look at it on paper, that's what it would appear to be. And then you go look at the stats and watch the game film. It's cornerback is where they where they struggle. But it tends to not matter because they're so good at getting to the quarterback yes. that uh, yes. they, they, it doesn't, you know, they, they cover up for a lot of mistakes on the back end by simply not letting the quarterback sit there and, and, and deliver the ball. And yeah, sure. They've given up six plays of 50 plus yards, but none but of But they them, also get ahead of teams. Their point yeah. differential is so great. That's that stuff hasn't mattered. Nick, mm-hmm. you know, Nick Bost is probably going to be, you know, defensive player of the year. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, they're just a good team. Okay. Okay. So we know that they're good. We know that they've beaten us twice. Um, but if you're the Seahawks, you know, you've got to hang your hat on recent improvement on running the ball and defending the run, um, should give you some optimism on their defense. Their defense has been playing better, um, more coordinated, um, better just overall at stopping the run getting to the quarterback, they've been able to affect, um, you know, timing and so forth, and they're going against a rookie. Now, say what you want. Purdy's been playing well, but this is the playoffs. It's a different animal. He's got a hungry Seattle defense that has nothing to lose except for get after it. And um, I would imagine that's going to be one of the keys to this game. Um, The Seahawks' defense have held their last three opponents to under 300 yards on offense, including the Chiefs, on the road. And they're allowing 15.3 points per game in, in, in those games, giving up 10 total, total points after halftime. And I think that's one of the keys here. Seattle needs to play really well on defense. We need some ball hawks. We need to punch the ball out. We need some turnovers. Mm-hmm. That's going to be one of the keys to this game. Uh, already said that San Francisco is plus 13 point different or uh, turnover differential. That's going to be important. Seattle needs to be able to tr- figure out a way. The other thing that I think Seattle needs to do, Keith, is they need to play aggressive, not only blitzing on defense, but on offense. They need to go for it. You need to, you need to bring all your plays out in this game. Leave it all out there. Everything you've got in the book needs to be in play, and you need to be able to be aggressive. If you get into fourth and short situations close to the midfield line, you need to be able to go for some of those. Pete has a hesitancy to, to go for those. We all know that, but this is do or die. And mm-hmm. so you got to leave it all out on the field. I think the the Detroit Lions should have been a great inspiration for Pete in this game uh, coming up because they were very aggressive, especially down the stretch, and they were successful because they just believed that they were going to get that. And I think that's what Seattle uh, Seattle needs to do in this game. I agree. Um, they 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 need to do that. They need to obviously they need to execute and all those kind of things. Uh, but also they need to play towards their strengths, right? If you look at at uh, the game, you know, the, the most recent one, uh, Lockett had seven receptions, Metcalf had se- seven receptions, Noah Fant had five. Um, you can throw the ball on the 49ers. And you, as long as you can protect your quarterback. Well, okay, keep your tight ends in. And you've got three, you got three good tight ends. Use them all. Uh, go to that 13 personnel at times and uh, or hold, keep it back in, you know, to help give Gino that extra second. Do what you got to do to get uh, give Gino the time. And if you do that, you can get the ball downfield on them. And they've got to they've got to do that. And they've got to be able to run the ball. Uh, one of the big problems that Seattle had in that same game was that Walker had 12 rushes for 47 yards. 
That's yes. not going to cut it. You, you're not going to win giving your star running back 12 rushes. Now, granted, they were down for the, the entire game, so that's part of it. Um, and But the only the 47 yards, the 3.9 yards per carry is also part of it. They didn't, they just weren't able to get um, yards when they did run it. Uh, but they've recommitted to the running game. They've reestablished that identity. They've um, they've fixed what was giving them a lot of problems over these last three games. And I like to think that you're going to be able to run it at um, the 49ers. The 49ers have a fantastic run defense. It's going to be hard. But that's why you end up throwing the ball a lot more than you run it. But when you do run it, you need to run it successfully. And if the CX can do that, then they can stay on stay on the field more. They can convert some third downs. They can keep uh, Brock Purdy on the sideline. And if you do that, uh, we've said it already. He's a rookie. Keep him on the sidelines. You don't let him get into a rhythm. All of those things. Eventually, he's going to start doing rookie things. And that's if Seattle's going to win it. That's how they're going to win it. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for the wildcard round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can pay just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wildcard round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. They need to put pressure on him. They need to get to him. They need to, yeah. they need to really kind of just force him to be uncomfortable. And the, he hasn't had a lot of that. Um, they've got a decent offensive line. They keep him clean. Uh, but I just looked at the weather in Santa Clara for Saturday. It's, it's awful. It's going to be awful all the way to the game time, like nearly hundred percent chance of rain for the entire week. It's going to be wet. It's going to be soggy. The, the field is going to be uh, puddly in spots and it's supposed to rain a half an inch just on Saturday. So that doesn't really advantage either team. Um, we haven't seen Geno Smith really have to fight through the weather, although it did rain against uh, the Rams this last week. Uh, but that's yeah, just a different kind of weather there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it is. And um, I mean, weather that bad tends to favor uh, the running game. Uh, but both of these teams um, are going to be able to run the ball. They both have good running backs. They both mm -hmm. uh, have a, an established record of being able to grind out yards when they need them to. And, you know, McCaffrey is as good as they get. Yeah. Elijah um, Mitchell, Mitchell had a great season. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, yeah. And George Actually, Kittle, the, you know, big, in short. The big plays um, in the last time Seattle played San Francisco were um, it was Mason who had, you know, four attempts for 64 yards and, really kind of blew the doors open uh, as far as their ability to run the ball and, and yeah. really make everything work um, as far as the big play stuff goes. So they've got guys that can, can get it done. So does Seattle. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. 
uh, Dallas had DJ Dallas has been running really well lately. Yeah. And, yeah, um, and Ken Walker has been having, you know, he's had like three fantastic games in a row. I think he's all three games. He's over a hundred yards. Uh, so yeah, it just really kind of sets he, up. Godwin Iguabuati he could be a key in this game. Uh, the kick returner that, mm-hmm. uh, just recently signed on with Seattle. Um, you know, the return game could be, the special teams could be important. Um, just a tip pass or a, a, you know, a forced fumble could be the difference in this thing. You know, in the playoff, it's hard to, to beat a team um, three times in a season. It's hard to beat a team twice. The um, the dif- most difficult thing for the Seahawks is up and down the roster. We just have deficits. Um, that's just the way it is. Talent deficits. Yeah. All yep. up and down the roster, and there's, we've got to figure a lot out a way. Less depth. There's a lot less, a lot less depth, um, and that's the thing: is you, you, you don't have the depth, so you're going to have to play your guys, and they're going to have to. Uh, the play offense, well. ne- the offense needs to stay on the field and let the um, the defense rest, because if if you're not doing that, if you're making the defense get out there and play, that lack of quality depth is going to going to kill you. And you're going to end up at the end of the game just unable to hold up because the 49ers have great depth. They're going to be able to rotate their guys and, and it's going to be fine. Where Seattle, you know, you see, and we've seen it, you know, when they, they rotate that defensive line and they get away from the starters, it gets bad in a hurry mm-hmm. uh, for Seattle. Yeah. And we don't want to be playing Miles Adams. We don't want to be playing Divian Nixon, but here we are. Mm-hmm. We got Al Woods and, and that's it. Puna Ford, obviously Shelby Harris. Shelby Harris in the playoffs for the first time in his career. He's happy as a camper. Um, Quentin Jefferson's been playing well. Bruce Irvin's been playing decent. Um, he had a really bad game a couple of weeks ago, but you know, yeah. last this last week he played really well. So yeah, uh, Daryl Taylor's played well. You know, and Boy Mafe. Uh, these guys are mm-hmm. are playing. You know, decent down the stretch. They need to have great games these guys can't just have decent games they have to have great games yep. um where they really affect plays um tackles behind the line of scrimmage etc get the 49ers into third and long force some force Purdy to, to throw the ball into coverage um mm-hmm. have Tariq woolen be able to come up big have Diggs be able to have an interception this is what it's going to take to beat this team we're going to have to generate three or four additional possessions in this game to have a shot. That's my feeling. I just I think that that's proven out by the point differential that the 49ers have and the roster and the capabilities they they have and they've shown against us in two uh, two games. But I think if we can do that, we've got a shot. You know, Geno's going to have to have a great game. Ken Walker's going to have to have 100 yards um, plus. Uh, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are going to have to catch everything that's thrown their way. And I know it's going to be hard. It's going to be raining. It's going to be wet. But that's yeah. the way it is. And we're going to have to have somebody step up that we're not thinking about. Noah Fant, Will Disley, Dariq Young. Somebody's going to have to make some plays. You know, Dariq Young got his first touches of the season uh, in this last game. And, you know, had that that um, end around, uh, which is weird because it counts as a pass because it got kind of shoveled to him. Uh, but he made a, had to make a guy miss in order to get upfield and get yards. And, and after that, they got him the ball again on a, on a quick out. And, and it's good to see him because the guy was, has tremendous talent. He's tremendous athletic talent. Uh, and so if they can continue to get him involved and, 
and that kind of stuff that will just make the team better next year. The only I will thing say, that, go ahead. I would say, I will say that the thing that, that, that worries me here is Christian McCaffrey and the Seahawks not having Jordan Brooks because the only Brooks, thing that makes me feel better in that tackling it, that's they need that. And they're not the only thing that it. makes me feel better in that situation is that the weather and the rain is going to, is going to neutralize some of the speed. Um, and you're, you know, the hard hitting, the, uh, the, the tackles inside of a phone booth, they're going to be important in this game, stretching the field, making plays over the top are going to be limited opportunities. Um, and it's just going to come down to, to, in the trenches we lost those battles earlier um but doesn't mean we have to lose the third time and it's you know it is what it is it's a playoff game it's an opportunity um we had talked about this uh being happy just being in the playoffs you know and and i think that's really kind of a a slight actually to the seahawks and pete carroll and and geno smith these guys want to play they they want to win they want to advance just as bad as anybody else. And so uh, they're going to have that opportunity and they just need to go out and, and prove it, prove us wrong. Um, yeah. We're not giving them much of a shot. I think if we did predictions right this second uh, and we'll do predictions, um, they might not favor Seattle, but mm-hmm. I'm trying, I'm, I'm just trying to think of any possible thing that the Seahawks could do other than just, you know, sheer trickery to, to get past this team. And um, there's just not much there. But is but, is Ryan Neal um, getting healthy? Is he going to play? Because I, yeah. I thought he was practicing. Because if you look at George Kittle's performance against uh, the Seahawks in the last one, he had the big 54-yard reception that kind of sealed it for um, San Francisco. But that was actually on Tariq Woolen and him not picking up the a guy as he got, uh, the guy coming across into his zone as it gets transferred to him. Um, the rest of this, the rest of the game, George Kittle had three receptions and Ryan Neal had a fantastic game in coverage against him. And he, and I just read, the, read today that Ryan Neal, uh, via pro football focus made their all pro team. Yeah. Um, he has been, he has been very good in coverage on tight ends. You look at some of the best tight ends in the NFL, whether it be, um, you know, Kittle and Kelsey and, and uh, they played a bunch of good ones and none of them ate the Seahawks up the way tight ends used to. And a lot of that had to do with Ryan Neal's ability to, to cover. He's a, he's a tall guy, so he doesn't get out, um, out muscled or any of that, but he covers, he's a, he's a former cornerback. He covers like a cornerback. And so uh, they're going to need him to, to in here on Kittle. Cause as you know, T's Tabor is a nice story as a guy there and, and, and Abram, you know, having a guy like that, but Abram is a coverage guy. He's a run stuffing, uh, you know, uh, strong safety. You need Ryan Neal's ability to cover George Kittle mm-hmm. or, or it's going to be a long day of them getting a lot of first downs when they need it by throwing the ball to their big tight end. Yeah, I agree. And and the same thing with our linebackers, you know, Daryl Taylor, boy, Amafe, Tanner Muse, Tanner Muse could be a key in this game. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, as far as a guy in coverage or tip balls, um, had had one last game, a, t- a yep. tip ball, and uh, he's got good speed for a linebacker. He's kind of undersized, but he kind of makes up for it with his his speed. 
Yeah, he's um, undersized and he he's not the most explosive athlete as far as like acceleration and agility, but he's got good straight line speed and um and you know which which they need and the guy the guy just plays hard and he plays yeah. smart and he's intelligent so, yeah intelligent yeah. yeah so yeah i mean he's not jordan brooks and i'd love to have jordan brooks uh, healthy and not on an injured reserve but at the same time like you know give the guy a little bit of credit he can get out there and chase after guys you're not gonna you're not gonna have um uh, Guys just completely run away from him. So talk to me a little bit here about the trenches on offense. How do we handle the 49er defense? That is a good question. Um, because if you look at this defense, right? Uh, Bosa coming off the edge is He's a nightmare. He is a nightmare mayor and and he he wore down abraham lucas in the last game mm -hmm. yeah i mean it, it, lucas played him pretty well for about three quarters and then ran out of gas and bosa kind of took over after that and really stopped seattle from being able to come back in this game and um be an interesting he, strategy if seattle threw out like stone forsyth for two or three series just to keep Abraham Lucas steady yeah. in the fourth quarter. I mean, it's, it, th that's a possibility or you can, um, recently they've been doing things where they, they run in, you know, a sixth or a and sometimes even a seventh offensive lineman bringing mm -hmm. in both like stone forth Forsyth and Jake Curran at the same time as extra linemen. Do you imagine line up in tight end? And it, yeah, I could see them doing it. Do you imagine that they activate both current and foresight in this game, even though Abraham Lucas is back? I could see it. Honestly, I, I can't. Who else would you set? Uh, they had activated Tyler Mabry for one game. They had four tight ends. Mabry's um, probably the one who would end up sitting. Because mm -hmm. um, now, you know, Disley being uh, back healthy and able to play, I think you sit uh, Mabry and you, you know, keep the extra offensive lineman because you're going to need them. You've got. Um, you know, Armstead and, and um, that whole group, um, Bosa and, and uh, even Kerry Hyder, who used to be with Seattle, yeah. um, you know, Keem Spence is out there too. I mean, they're, they're, that's a really deep team. You're going to want the guys, you're going to want to be able to uh, run in those extra uh, offensive linemen at times. You're going to want to run three tight ends in there and and do the the 13 personnel with one one back and and three tight ends um i love the fact that they used um nick Ballore at fullback for really kind of the first time all year in this last game because now that's something the 49ers have to think about that's they put that on tape that's one more thing the 49ers have to look at when they're the other thing keys and stuff so the other thing is derek young uh was back oh, in the backfield yeah. yep and they run, they, CX also ran that, um, uh, wildcat with uh direct snap to DJ Dallas, yeah, uh, twice. and made that work. Um, except yeah, that for, was interesting. except for when Geno Smith got himself in that wide receiver stance and couldn't keep his balance <laughs> and kind of a false start. That was hilarious. He's like, yeah, let's not do this anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, crazy. So, yeah. all right. Let's get into predictions because you know what? 
you can talk all all day long about these two teams, about this matchup, about how we got here. We're mm-hmm. here. We're playing this game. It's it's wild card weekend. It's do or die. What do you got? I hate saying it, but I've got San Francisco in this one. I think they're just too much for Seattle. The game gets is lost in the trenches. They're just not good enough on the interior of the offensive line um, and up front on defense. Uh, and you know, cause Al Woods, when he wears down, you know, cause he can't play every snap on defense. Who's your next nose tackle? Well, it's Quentin Jefferson right now. And that's not a good look for Seattle when you've got Christian McCaffrey in there. And mm-hmm. I just think that overall it, San Francisco is just a little too much for Seattle right now. Seattle needs another year of roster building, um, before they're on that same level. And I think they keep it. I think they keep it relatively close. I think the defense is able to keep the score down. Um, last time it was, you know, it was 21, 13. I think this one's going to be more like, uh, 24, 17 and, uh, right about that same kind of range, uh, where San Francisco just is a little too much for Seattle. Uh, but I think it'll be closer and entertaining. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. You know, Seattle on defense just doesn't have an answer for Brandon. Ayuk. Doesn't have an answer for Debo Samuel. Uh, can stay fairly even with Juan, uh, Juan Jennings. Uh, doesn't really have an answer at all for George Kittle, really. Um, Christian McCaffrey is a problem. You know, there's five guys right there that can take advantage of Seattle in matchups if Purdy can get the ball out. We'll see. You know, this guy's a rookie uh, coming into his first NFL playoff start. He's only started five games overall. Uh, came in and played in in six total, um, you know. And on on defense, um, do we have the weapons that they can't handle? You know, DK Metcalf's a, a matchup nightmare. Um, Tyler Lockett. Tyler a Lockett's a, a matchup nightmare. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the Seahawks have three tight ends that are matchup uh, nightmares. I agree. In, in, in part because they've got three I, of them. And I love the way that Kobe Parkinson's been playing, and I think they mm-hmm. should use him more in his size and and create some mismatches in the red zone. If Agreed. they can get into the red zone, Ken Walker's a mismatch nightmare. <laughs> uh, he's a breakaway ability from any anywhere on the field. The, the problem issue that Seattle is, has is the interior is the de- of the offensive line. Yes, the interior of the offensive line and the speed of the 49er defense. There, there's mm-hmm. a reason the 49ers are the number one ranked defense in the NFL in almost all categories, except for de- the pa- defending the pass. Um, because of that speed, they got Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw, Samson Abuakam, Nick Bosa, Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner. And on the back end, you know, they've got some good safeties. They've got, um, Tashawn Gibson as a, as a free safety, Shavarius Ward, Jimmy Ward. Um, they've just got a loaded defense. And in order to take advantage of being able to get it to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, you've got to protect long enough for Gino to get the ball out. Now, can they use that aggression that the 49ers have against them? Yes, they can. They could run screens. Oh, wait, Seattle's the worst screen team I've ever seen in the history of the (laughs) NFL. 
can they unleash true the entire time Pete Carroll's <laughs> what what is it I mean Pete Carroll's a fantastic coach but why is it that none of his teams any year no matter who is the offensive coordinator is and who the quarterback is <laughs> right? why can they not run a screenplay that's crazy it's I think terrible. I've seen them run two or three successful screenplays out of like 60 in the last 10 years um Ken Walker you know He's got to be able to figure out a way. Now, uh, this is the worst possible game for Ken Walker to bounce outside because of the weather and because of the speed on the 49ers. He needs to be able to just take what he can get initially in this game up up the middle, whether it's two yards, three yards, four yards. You know, that's more helpful than bouncing and losing two. So I think that Ken Walker is going to be important. But you've got to figure out a way to neutralize that pass rush. And so Gino's got to be able to get the ball out quick. Got to be able yep. to, to use Dariq Young. That you know, No team has really scouted Dariq Young. No team really can match up against Kobe Parkinson. Um, those guys are going to be in single coverage. You need to be able to play, and those guys need to be able to step up and have big games. And then Honestly, Ken Walker out of the backfield as well. Yep. You know, Get that Dariq pass Young rush coming. Say so Drake Young has a chance to really be an X factor in this game because he is tall, he is fast, he is a um, DK Metcalf like body. Um, he's and, got a Debo Samuel type body. Well, sure, um, but I mean he, but he, he's he's, he's big, a running he's back. Fast, he's is what I'm he saying. Does all those things, and he is a guy that um, the CX don't have a third receiver. They haven't really had one all year. Um, Goodwin has been the closest thing they have, they've had, but he's been in and out of the lineup and ineffective at times and whatever. If Derek Young can come in and make an impact and get a few receptions and, and be that third receiver that this team desperately needs, that could, that can really change, uh, the complexity of Seattle's offense because it's a lot harder to cover mm-hmm. when you've got that extra guy. Yeah. And even like a, a kid like Godwin, uh, Abuaki could come in and receive the ball out of the backfield and give them a little spark. DJ Dallas is a fine player, but he's just not that dynamic with the ball in his hands. He's been playing well in open space because he's had huge running lanes to go through these last few weeks, but um, they need some home run weapons. And I'd like to, you know, to see that in this game. Um, My prediction is similar to yours. Unfortunately, I just think it's just too much. It's too much right now. The 49ers are seasoned. They've got a lot of playoff experience on their roster. They're ready to go. They do have inexperience at quarterback, but I think it's just too much nonetheless. And Seattle gets great experience in this game, plays it close. I agree. Um, a little tighter than, than you. I think it's going to be like 20 to 13 um, 49ers. That's it. Yeah. Cool. So I hope we're wrong. I hope we're wrong. Because then we can come back and talk more Seahawks football. We're going to be doing that anyway. Yeah. Um, we don't take after, a break even during the off season. Everybody, yeah, three, three shows a week coming we're in. There all we've, week. We've, we're going to have all the draft coverage. So stick with us all year uh, in the off season. It's never really an off season for us. In fact, it's one of our favorite times of the year, discussing all the ins and outs of free agency and managing the cap and building the roster and figuring it all out. That's that's uh, part of the fun too. So okay getting ahead of ourselves let's get this game i mean let's go have fun a Mm -hmm. let's have fun um we were playing with house money we weren't supposed to be here we are here let's take advantage and and make something happen and um 
enjoy the game, everyone, no matter what happens. Um, and, and hopefully we don't, we don't do what TCU did against oh, Georgia, God. which is just not show up. You know, we need to just show up and, and I'll be happy. I think a good showing, uh, a, a hold your head high, walking out of the stadium feeling would be good. I want the win, but I also want them to, to just look good. And um, it, it's another, another data point in the, in, uh, the offseason when we're evaluating players mm-hmm. and, and the team. So anyway, find Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. You can find me at NWC Hawk. Find the show. Uh, search Seahawks Playbook Podcast on your favorite podcast platforms and YouTube and hit that subscribe button. So until next time, take care, guys. Go Hawks. Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NWSeahawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.